Killer remix drop. Medicine Here. remix, fam. Scary V. remix. Next big thing, get on it now. Appreciate that, brother. Make the most of today. Thank you for listening. You're listening to Medicine Remixed. What to do, Remix crew? It's your boy, Reesh. It's your podcast, Medicine Remixed. And today's episode is an interview I did earlier this summer with Ruckus Avenue Radio Sound Clinic with hosts Sukmeet and Navdeep. Sound Clinic highlights South Asian culture creators through interviews and mini music mixes. Sukmeet is actually one of my best friends from college. He's currently the founder and creative director at Sector 13, which is a storytelling project comprised of a streetwear brand and creative writing pieces. Navdeep is a DJ, producer, and practicing anesthesiologist, so you already know we're going to be having him on as a guest on our coveted documentary series later this year. And in fact, that interview has already been recorded and on the chopping block as we speak. So stay tuned for a truly inspiring interview about having a career as both an artist and an anesthesiologist. But this episode that you're about to listen to was recorded like almost two months ago now. And Sukmeet and Navdeep pick the orthopedic surgery part of my brain about some high-profile injuries that happened in the NBA this past season, namely Kevin Durant. And you can obviously tell this interview was recorded pre-free agency with some of the references that we make. But there's still some interesting dialogue and insights around that topic. And then there's way more evergreen parts of this interview as we also talk about the role of music in our lives, including what music me and DJ Navdeep play in our operating rooms. And we also touch on one of my favorite topics, pursuing your passions despite the cultural responsibilities of growing up in an immigrant household. It's a fun episode all around that covers a lot of ground, a lot of laughs and insights. And just FYI, the mini mixes between the interview segments were done by none other than one of the dopest Dr. DJs of all time, DJ Navdeep. I know you'll dig them. So without further ado, here's my interview with the homies Sukmeet and Navdeep on the one and only Sound Clinic being rebroadcast and remixed in an extended version that you'll hear only here on the one and only Medicine Remixed. Welcome to Ruckus Avenue Radio, Dash Radio's exclusive South Asian radio station. You are now listening to the Sound Clinic. Yeah. Give me some more. What's up, what's up? I am Sukmeet, he is Navdeep, and you are tuned into the Sound Clinic on Ruckus Avenue Radio. We're going to get right into it this week. Navdeep and I sat down with Sarish from Medicine Remix to talk about injuries in the NBA, being a doctor DJ, and some of his upcoming podcast projects. Another interview that could have been broken up into two parts, but you know how we do. The mini mixes are specific to the guests, so keep that in mind for the rest of the show. 
Sarish, I wanted to have you on because uh, a lot's been happening in the NBA uh, in terms of uh, rest management, load management, injuries that occurred during the playoffs, uh, especially with the uh, the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. And every time something happened, I was like, yo, the first two people I texted were uh, you and of Deep, and then the third person I texted was Dede. Every time, <laughs> every time there was an injury. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I wanted to because action packed. Right, right. Because you're you're uh, an NBA head, a basketball head, very much into sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're an orthopedic surgeon. Yes. Facts. Facts. Am I make facts? Uh, so what were your kind of like initial thoughts with? Uh, like, let's start with KD, with that KD injury. Yeah, man. So uh, his first injury, I remember you texting me, um, you know, that, that was during the, the Rocket series where you texted me and you were like, was that an Achilles? Yeah. As soon as he made that shot, he started Ooh, look whipping. At this. Look at this. I was, I was watching it, obviously, too. And I was like, you know, he, he's he's grabbing pretty high up on his leg, and just judging by how he was, you know, kind of walking off of the court, I was like, I don't think so. I I, I think that that seems to be more likely a, a calf strain, which it wound up being. And then when he came back and gave game five, I was first of all pretty surprised that that he came back. Kevin Durant will play. Kevin Durant will start. Not only will he start, but according to Steve Kerr, Kevin Durant will not have any minutes restrictions whatsoever. He was cleared. Um, you know, there's a lot of parties involved, obviously, between, you know, the the management of the team, then the medical personnel, and then the player, the agent, the family, every everybody. But, you know, they technically cleared him to play. And obviously, as a player, you know, whether you're feeling 100% or, or not, you're just like, yo, I'm, I'm going to be out there. You can't really say no you know like so he he went back out there and he he had an an amazing this happened right before the half so he it was in like the second quarter and like i would he have like 12 points in like 11 minutes or something like that um he was having a a great game and um then you know as is as very common for an achilles tendon rupture you could see him like you know i know this is audio but like if you go back and watch um the the play he just like he almost like looks around uh looking like somebody you know kicked him in the back of the leg look he looked back at he thought someone hit him in the achilles because that's usually what what you you know wind up experiencing you just feel this like pop very um you know characteristic history that a patient gives when you rupture your Achilles and when you see him, you know, uh, fall to the ground, you see him grabbing much lower on his leg this time. And, you know, that that was when I was like, I think that that might have been it. And that's probably one of the worst injuries, um, specifically in basketball, that, that you could sustain. Uh, because obviously, you know, the Achilles tendon, it's, it's the largest tendon in the body. It connects your your calf muscle, so the calf muscle is actually a combination of, of two major muscle complexes, the gastrocnemius and the soleus, and that tendon, the Achilles tendon, uh, inserts into the, the heel bone or the, the calcaneus. And that's really the tendon that's allowing you to, to jump and make all of these like explosive movements. 
And so there, there's a lot of a lot of discussion. Obviously, there's a lot of controversy around like, did they, you know, allow him to come back like too soon? You know, uh, what what's going to be the future of KD now? Obviously, you know, moving into like you know free agency. Um, you know, he was kind of uncertain. You know, whether he was going to you know resign with. Uh, with the Warriors or if he was going to go to Brooklyn or if he was going to go to the Knicks. But now, you know, this this changes a lot of things, you know, for him moving forward. And just as far as his career, you know, he's not he may not be the same player ever again, because all the data kind of shows that, you know, this particular injury, um, you know, players usually wind up, you know, coming back and not really performing to that same level. Um, in, in most cases, and usually like, you know, the data up until now shows that up until like, if you injure yourself 29 years old or younger, your prognosis is going to be much better than when you're a little bit older. And Katie's what, like 30 years old uh, at this point? Yeah. So yeah, yeah he's 30. So, yeah by the time yeah. he comes back and the timeline for an Achilles tendon, you know, rupture after, you know, he had his surgery at, at HSS um, by, I think, uh, Martin O'Malley is a foot and ankle surgeon. Uh, there and basically how, how you repair the Achilles is you're basically just bringing the two ends of the tendon back together and you're suturing it with like a parachute wire essentially something very very strong suture uh, that you're just you know doing like a locking stitch up and down uh, the tendon to bring it back and the recovery timeline is about you know anywhere from six to nine months um, you know sometimes a little bit longer depending on on the protocols that that, that you hear you may even hear like you know eight to twelve months but basically he's going to be out for for you know uh, i would guess all of next season We've seen this injury in so many of the, this has ended the careers of so many of the greats, you know, uh, Kobe Bryant. Again, going to work, falls down. Again, he's struggling. He's going to stay down there for a bit. Trying to massage that left ankle a little bit. DeMarcus Cousins, too, had this injury. And DeMarcus Cousins can't go. Oh he's holding that left lower leg area. In the area of his Achilles. Boogie. Yeah, Boogie. Boogie. The only sing on Golden State. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know why. Nah. Sukmito always endorses that. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Uh, I'll tell you why. Yeah. It's because he's on, got a temper. Because he's angry all the time. <laughs> he's saying he's the, Therefore, he's a singer. I love it. Yeah, exactly. Right. I love it. Um, let me ask you this. Um, do you think now... It seems like, I mean, with this series, like, there were so many injuries. I mean, yeah. it was basically like a bloodbath, you could yeah. say, effectively, yeah. for, you know, all these different players. Um, you're obviously a fan of the NBA, just like we are. Mm -hmm. Do you think the fact that the game has gotten so much faster, mm -hmm. I mean, it's so much running gun, like, no one sets up, like, everything's transitional, right? Mm -hmm. um, do you think that that has made a lot of these injuries kind of, you know, more prone uh, for players. 100%, yeah. I mean, I, I think just the level of play, I mean, if you're comparing the games now to like, you know, a few decades ago, I mean, you can just tell the just how much more explosive the game has gotten and overuse is the, the, the biggest reason for this type of an injury. And it's, it typically is like a veteran kind of an injury that you see particularly talking about the the Achilles but you know just just injuries in general yeah I think just the nature of play has has gotten to that level where yeah I, I think players are going to be much more susceptible uh to injury but yeah with respect to the Achilles like you know when when you look at yeah Kobe Bryant was like you know 34 I think he put in like 50,000 minutes at that point I think KD is like around like you know 37,000 minutes 
I mean, the, the human body is just not, I mean, it, it wasn't designed to do that, you know? So I, I think that's a, that's a big reason why, you know, we're, we're, we're seeing these injuries. Is it a cumulative effect with the minutes? Because both Kobe and KD were playing super high minutes. They were averaging like 35, 36 minutes, and mm-hmm. then KD in the playoffs was pushing like 38, yeah. 39, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely cumulative minutes for sure. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, he's he's 30s, like right around that that cusp where you know the data shows that you know 29 and younger. And you know, we just mentioned Demarcus Cousins. He was 27 when he when he ruptured his Achilles, which makes his prognosis you know much better. And you know, he he obviously you know had a great season. But one of the other pieces of research that has come out is if you have a player. Um, you know, after their Achilles tendon rupture, play two seasons, give them like two seasons and how they do like after that. Typically, you know, if you can make it two seasons after your Achilles rupture without, you know, having, you know, barring any other injury, it's going to be negligible uh, when you compare that player to a player that didn't have an Achilles tendon rupture. Um, You're, you're going to be, you know, pretty similar to, to your peers at that point. So like that two year or two season mark after the injury, is going to be you know pretty uh, compelling to see how, how the player does and one of the other discussions that suck you and i had was with respect to you know kevin durant's you know just style of play and and the fact that you know guards tend to do a lot worse with this injury just given the nature of that position versus uh, versus forwards so you know uh it'll be interesting to see how how it plays out for for kevin durant i think a lot of those things are in his favor just you know, his style of play and his position, he has a skinnier frame, all of that, um, you know, will play into, you know, kind of how he comes back. So, you know, hopefully he, he winds up doing well. Yeah, you know, it's fascinating to me that everything is so, like you were talking about the number of minutes cumulatively, everything is so measured now. Um, just like they have statistics for everything. So even this is a fascinating discussion to me, just, you know, hearing like from a specialist, um, just even the outcome above 30 years old, below 30 years old, you know, waiting two years to really assess like where this person is going to be at. Um, but I just think that that's just remarkable. If you look at like probably the last maybe 15 years, I think that this analytics has really kind of taken off. But even in managing these type of injuries, I guess, is there a lot more kind of data that people are able to use now to even kind of predict outcomes in a better way than they were like with an eyeball test like in the 90s or something like that oh yeah no no 100 percent. and you know as is the case in like most industries now right i mean you know the, the access to data just drives everything yeah and um you know just how how we you know manage players and you know prevention things like that our ability to like really look at film and analyze it and use you know, different pieces of technology to, to really, you know, analyze play. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's amazing what we have at, at our disposal technology-wise. It would be nice if uh, Ruckus Avenue Radio gave us some data on our show. <laughs> <laughs> this, um, is, this is where Nabeep says, yo, Sukmeet, you got to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just like, he's like I'm <laughs> We'll be right back. We'll be right back after this commercial break. (laughs) I just stay quiet now. That's my solution because I don't control his editing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He will not be. Yeah, I don't. I I know. I I think you know anyone who knows Sukumith knows that you can't edit him, right? Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Uncensored sing. Uncensored sing. That's right. That's right. Exactly. For real. For real. You know. Yeah. He does remind me of Boogie a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But. On the opposite side of uh, things, we had Kawhi, who actually did manage his minutes throughout the entire season. 
due to that quad, was it a quad injury that he had? Yeah. That's a, you know, kind of a really nice contrast to draw between Kawhi versus KD, right? So, right. you know, Kawhi basically was like, I don't care what your team doctors say. Um, <clears throat> I don't feel right. Like he knows his body. And then he obviously has his camp, whether it's his uncle or his crew or whoever. Um, and he got his own type of like personal second opinions or third opinions. Um, so he didn't buy into kind of being like, okay, the team says I'm good. I'm going to go up and, you know, start doing, you know, playing versus KD, which like you had kind of alluded to earlier, um, you know, it's kind of uh, suspect on, you know, um, he was obviously clear to play, but what should he, he played after, you know, having his calf strain and so forth. And then obviously this yeah. kind of progressed to a much larger injury for him. Um, you know, it's a really interesting thing to see, right? Because now this is Kawhi. He got torn up in the media. He's selfish. He's not a team player. Um, he doesn't right, have right. the heart. And then he just basically was like, yo, I always had the heart, but I want to win. And sometimes you have to right. have the discipline to say, now is not the time to come back. Yeah. Listening to your body is like super underrated. And it's it's a tough thing to do, especially in that, that ecosystem where you have you know, so many people in your ear and you're like, you know, like listening to what people are saying on social media, you have to like really be insular about it. Cause at the end of the day, it's your body and it's your career. Um, so yeah, I think that that's, that's definitely props to him. Yeah. I mean, we've seen multiple cases now, right? Basically Isaiah Thomas lost out on a huge contract yeah. because he came back with Boston and now to some degree, there's a, you know, that's part of the reason why Boston won't be able to land any big time free agents, why AD won't go there, why Kawhi is not considering Boston as well. So um, I think that's also why Toronto has a chance to actually resign Kawhi because of the way they treated um, his injury and his load management throughout the season. So, um, yeah, I think the players are definitely um, figuring out that and they've known all along, obviously, but you hear about it much more where they're trying to exercise what's in their best interest. Um, and obviously, you know, you want to work together with the team, but um, the team's interests are sometimes different than what the player's interest is, which is why the KD saga is so interesting, right? Because he kind of had mm -hmm. like, there were warning shots, right? Like you're not going to be right. in the kind of way this series is going, um, you know, the fact that he didn't really even, you know, to try to come back and just start playing in the NBA finals, right? Like I, he's an amazing player. He's a great talent, but I mean, he still had a real injury to his leg and, um, you know, there was no one really saw him doing any kind of high level, uh, you know, drills or practicing, you know, uh, before they just threw him back into like this huge stage to play in the NBA finals. Navdeep was really pissed that KD wasn't sitting on the bench. I was. Throughout I the was playoffs. pissed about that. That's true. I was like, why is he hiding in the locker room, man? Like, you know, it's, I know everyone would be like hyper analyzing every little thing he was doing, which is probably why they did it. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I know now, like, I'm not a Golden State fan, but like, you know, now everyone's like, oh, he's a warrior through and through. It's like, yeah, he had to bust up his Achilles in order to like prove it. Yeah. Before that, it was like, all right, he's kind of this mercenary dude. And I was like, yo, like if he wanted to really be like, yo, I'm a team guy, I'd expect him to sit on the bench, right? And at least just be there kind of physically right. to support everyone else that's playing, you know? So, right. so there is a direct connection. Is that what we're saying? There's a direct, direct connection between his uh, calf injury and his ruptured Achilles? Or do we not really know? 
We don't really know. I mean, I, I think it, it, it's it, especially like kind of the coverage around that first injury with his calf strain. I mean, there was like a lot of speculation. It's like, you know, was this really Achilles, a calf yeah, strain? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Was this was this uh, a partial Achilles, um, you know, tear? Navdeep I mean, was I one of those guys. <laughs> yeah, I was there. I mean, I would... You are you are a partial. Achilles. I thought it was a partial, but camp. look, obviously, I'll defer to an expert. You know, so me and my, you know, no, but it's yeah. yeah it's, well, that's it's what I'd be like. I'd be like, believe you're wrong. Sarish so said this, and I like screenshot the text and send it to him. Yeah, but, and I'd be like, no, right, but the fine, thing is, right, if he says it, right? It, but, it, yeah. No, but it's like it, it, it's really it, it's tough. For, it's it's tough for me to believe that you know if he did have a partial Achilles tendon tear that any any medical professional that actually sees these injuries and kind of you know with our training that they would feel comfortable clearing him uh to play it would be really tough for me to believe that they they would let him you know come back if he had a a, a partial um you know tendon tear and then you know then we could even get into like the legal implications like of that because i mean that i think would be like almost like a malpractice kind of a well, situation let me ask you this i mean do you think the fact that he had uh, i agree with you 100 percent. i think um if they had documentation that something was you know worse in that regards you know even if they're trying to like just be all about the team and the doc is like kind of having a biased opinion i mean just legally you're going to open yourself up um but do you think the fact that he had this calf injury did that like mm -hmm. alter his mechanics to like are they completely like just two isolated unfortunate events or do they kind of tie together like for example with demarcus right um he obviously had the achilles he rehabbed from it um then he tore his quad right so i guess the mm -hmm. question is um do you feel that these are completely isolated things and i think they're both on the same leg right it was on his right leg right yeah. so do you think yeah, that no, one I, I could have it's... made him more predisposed to have the other thing happen or is that just bad yeah. luck no no i i mean it, 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 there's definitely some bad luck there involved but i think they're definitely related i mean you know the calf like i was uh, explaining you know, it's a, it's two muscles, the gastrocnemius and the soleus. I don't know which of, of the muscles that he actually strained, but, um, you know, what connects those muscles to the heel is the Achilles tendon. And that was in the same leg and it absolutely can alter your mechanics. And we don't know that there, there are certain things like on the MRI, we might not even be able to uh, uh, pick up. Like if, if there is, you know, some damage to, if there's not like a partial tear, but if there is what we call like a tendinopathy or something that like the, the tendon itself does have some injury to it, it's hard to say that they're completely unrelated because, you know, the anatomy of it is, you know, very much they, they kind of rely on each other. We're going to pause for about 15 seconds to let the listeners Google all of those. Yeah, that's literally what I do after I text you guys. I'm like, all right, cool. And then I look up what you just said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But, okay, it's this is rare. We got two New York Knicks fans on the show. Uh, yeah. Sarish and Deep. Do you or do you not sign KD? I'll let Sarish go first. Oh, that's that's a tough one. Yeah, I mean. I feel like with the with the Knicks track record, it doesn't matter what they do; it's going to be bad for them. <laughs> exactly, that is exactly. You are a true New York Knicks. It's going to be bad regardless. Right, that is that is a true New York Knicks fan <laughs> response right there, one hundred percent. Mini mix one.
buck rap. Bustle like an addict with a semi-automatic who done had it and he ready for anybody to buck back. Go to catch a vibe, ain't no way you're we leaving nobody alive. Even suicide, no fuck that. Bobby feeling villainous, he killing us. I'm coming for your man and this lady and even a baby. I'm feeling like I'm chicken, 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 slim shady with rabies. I'm coming at the mouth, ain't nobody taking me out. Every single rapper in the industry, yeah, they know what I'm about. And I dare you to test me, cause not a single one of you motherfuckers impressed me. And maybe that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but I'm full of innovation and I'm tired of all of this high school. He's cool, he's not rap shit. Get a single one of you motherfuckers even rap shit. Fuck rap, bust like an addict with a semi-automatic. Who'da had it and he ready for anybody to buck back? Go to catch a vibe, ain't no way in hell we leaving nobody alive. Even suicide, no fuck that. Bobby feeling villainous, he killing us. I'm coming for your man and his lady, and even a baby. I'm feeling like I'm chicken, 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 slim shady. This nigga, chicken, 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 like Jay Z. Jiggas up, you fuckers who didn't write anything are getting washed. Chicken, 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 like bathing. Young hova, I know hitters like Yankees. Gun toters to pull triggers like crazy. Unloaded, leave you shot up in your rover. Your body goes limp and slumps over like A Rod in a month low, but he just homered. Beast mode, motherfuckers about to get hit with so many foul lines. You think I'm a free throw? Figured it was about time for people to eat crow. You about to get outrun? How could I be dethroned? I stay on my toes like the repo. A behemoth in sheep clothes from the east coast to the west. I'm the ethos and I'm the goat. Who the best? I don't gotta say a fucking thing though, cause I'm seasonal. My ass was six mil. Big bills like a platypus of caterpillars coming to get the cannabis. I'm looking for the smoke, but you motherfuckers are scattering, battering everything. And I've had it with the inadequate man. I can see my dick is standing stiff as a mannequin. And I'm bringing the banana back in the fucking Havana. Getting a handkerchief and I'm thinking of bringing the fucking fingerless gloves back and not giving a singular fuck. Like, in it what Dracula? Fuck that shit. I'm up back with a thud. Man, stop.
my side, call a mama bad like Michael. Can't really trust nobody with all this jewelry on you. My roof look like a no-show, got diamonds by the bolo. Come with the Tony Homo for clowns and all the balls. Oh, I pick on side, call a mama bad like Michael. Can't really trust nobody with all this jewelry on you. My roof look like a no-show, got diamonds by the bolo. Don't act like you my friend when I'm rolling through my hands. Oh, you stuck in the friend zone. I turn like four, five to fifth. Hundred bands inside my shorts, a jean, all this shit. Ay, try to stuff it all in, but it don't even fit. Ay, know that I've been with this shit ever since the jet. Ay, I made my first million, I'm like, this is it. Ay, 34, I walk through, man, we had that lit. Ay, had so many bottles, gave ugly girl a sip. Out the window of the bands, oh, we get sitting in the rent. And I'm like, whoa, man, my legs so damn cold. Diamonds when my teeth are so.
I go where I want, good, good. Play if you want, it's do it. I'm a young CEO, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first play on my body in there. I just check my balance, I probably pull up to your hood and come buy me in there. No cap. You know that you always told you that crazy. Don't think that she lied to you in there. Get caught with your when I'm popping them both. Now they hot just like Bobby and Whitney. Say I'm the GOAT, act like I don't know. But fuck it, I'm obviously winning. Don't make me go hit the bank. Take out a hundred to show you our pockets is different. I'm out with your bitch and I only want knowledge. She got a little mileage, I'm chilling. You disrespect me and I beat you up all in front of your partners and children. I'm the type that let them think that I'm broke until I pop out with a million. And take 20K and put that on your head and make one of your partners come kill you. Yeah. Say fucking with me, then you gotta grow up. Cause this nigga gotta be kid. Uh, huh? Packing the mail, it's gone. Uh, she like I smell cologne. Yeah. I just had a deal, I'm on. Yeah, yeah. I go where I want, good, good. Play if you want, it's do it. Huh? I'm a young CEO, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? Packing the mail, it's gone. Uh, she like I smell cologne. Yeah. I just had a deal, I'm on. Yeah, yeah. I go where I want, good, good. Play if you want, it's do it. Huh? I'm a young CEO, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dirty nappy headed, East Atlanta. Father said it, I was. 44 Hank Aaron Chrome, wanna make it home, then get out the porch. Let it cover faded for, I had to fade it, had to fade it for. It's tomato, what's the motto? Either way, the boy, the greatest play it, I won't say it no more. I was just fucked up, I was just down, down bad. I had to tighten the fuck up, but I'm here for the crown. Board of Education versus Brown, I was Board of Education, left the town. Fuck a resume and fuck a cap and gown. Fuck a background, check background when I get the check. That's now. I was just fucked up, I was just down, down bad. I had to tighten the fuck up, but I'm here for the crown, crown. Oh shit, I was just fucked up. I was down, down bad. I had to tighten the fuck up, but I'm here for the crown, 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 crown. Got no time for that. How could you wish you never play me? Had no time for that. Damn, play me, you my lady. Got no time for that. How could you move it like you crazy? I ain't call you back. Damn, leave me alone. Drugist, you dumbest. Run it out the bus. Damn, leave me alone. Drugist, you dumbest. You done a bus. Leave me alone. Drugist, you dumbest. You, but I got no time for that You was my little lady, drive me crazy I was fine with that, damn How you just gon' play me? I ain't fine with that Thinking about you daily, smoking crazy While I'm off the tech, damn Flexing, oh, we was flexing Always I told you that you be a star Go sit on checklist, damn Question, oh, check your message Knew did I come from the, from the start Oh, she was texting, damn Demon, she called, damn Leaving them gone
He is Navdeep for Navdeep Music. I am Sukmit for Sector 13. And you are tuned into the Sound Clinic on Ruckus Avenue Radio. Let's jump back in on our conversation with Sarish from Medicine Remixed. <coughs> man, yo, Dr. Saab, either one. I've had this chest cold, man. Like, <laughs> this shit is not going away. Like, I rub Vicks on that shit like three times a day. Robitussin. Robitussin, Dayquil, Dayquil, <laughs> all of that. <laughs> Whiskey. <laughs> you need some dissy chop in there, dude. You get some dissy chop in there, man. You know, do it up nice, get some long, some latchy, soft, <laughs> boil it up. Maybe a cinnamon stick. Like, you got to do it right, Dude, man. that's evidence-based. Like... Evidence-based <laughs> medicine right there. Exactly. You got to have yeah. that, that haldi. So. Hells yeah, man. Haldi's natural anti-inflammatory used for, like, you know, hundreds of years, you know? So, they're just getting onto it Haldi now. Haldi lifestyle. Yeah. Haldi Yo, lifestyle. I, <laughs> I remember when uh, uh, I was, like, five years old, six years old. You remember those, like, big wheels back in the day? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I went down my neighbor's driveway, and it was super steep, right? And I lost control and I ran into a parked car, but like I like flew out of the big wheel and my uh, my like head I got like this huge gash over like my eyebrow because uh, I hit the corner of the, the the whip. My grandmother was visiting my nanny, and she literally just smacked. Ho- I totally needed stitches. <laughs> like it was like a deep ass gash. And she just literally put this like holy paste together and just smacked it in my <laughs> in my wound, you know. That's amazing. <laughs> and she's let like, let that right, holy get in there, boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Down to thing. the bone. Yeah, boy, let that tussin get in there, boy. Yeah, boy, let that tussin get on down to the bone. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. All right, Sarish. So, um, you know, I uh, was checking out some of your podcasting stuff and everything. And, uh, you know, I think um, the message of, you know, just kind of this kind of modern medicine lifestyle kind of, um, you know, different issues and so forth. Um, I enjoyed your uh, music requests for your uh, playlist. So okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm looking forward to hearing that. By the way, yeah, yeah, man. So, um, so quick question, um, and this is more of a doctor question: Is that the playlist you would put in the OR? Like, would you be running that, or because <laughs> uh, possibly, yeah, general, uh, I mean, well, general anesthesia. It, 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 it also it it was. <laughs> it's funny, right? Because like you know, as a, as a DJ, one of the biggest skills is like you know who's your audience, right? So it kind of depends on who's in the OR as well. Like for me, like in in residency, like yeah, I would totally be in charge of the playlist mm-hmm. it depended on which attending i was working with with what anesthesia i was working with but yeah i mean you know uh, a, a lot of the songs that i gave you now are just so primed me with just like stuff that i'm you know listening to now like so a lot of this stuff is you know more recent stuff um plus like i knew that i was going to be on, on sound clinic so i wanted to get like a few you know kind of like daisy artists in there too that that i've been listening to um, but uh, yeah, to answer your question, yeah, I think it, you know, I, I think I think that would be safe to play in the OR. Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta have a good get, have to have a good anesthesiologist, right? So yeah, like, exactly. In general, you can run whatever you want, man. You know? Yeah. So. Is that how it works? Is the anesthesiologist like the control factor in the type of music being played? If DJ Navdeep is your anesthesiologist, <laughs> <laughs> you know it's a it's an interesting uh, kind of dynamic because uh, it really depends on who's like operating. So some people are like, "Yo, like you know, um, whatever the anesthesiologist wants to hear is fine," mm-hmm. and then there's others that like want to play like whatever they have. I mean, you know. 
I'm doing like a lot of injections in the OR, so I just do sedation. I don't have a formal anesthesiologist for those cases, right. but um, I choose obviously my own music for that. But I know when I would do anesthesia, you know, general anesthesia and things like that, you know, really depends, really depends. And, uh, you know, if it's uh, Sukhmeet, so if it's general anesthesia, the person's like totally knocked out. So they're going to have no memory of anything. So that's why I was saying he could run whatever he wants then. Oh, really? Is this not like a way that you could kind of like, uh, like portion the anesthesia so that they do remember so like you can kind of like brainwash them into liking your music like 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 all of a sudden they're like purchasing all of the uh, deep music yeah, on like, iTunes like, like yo I gotta go this guy's stuff for some reason yeah, yeah. it's like yo why did my streams just bump like 10% the next that's day. amazing you know so obviously music is a big part of your life um and you know being like a doc, uh, both of us, we know that there's like a lot of uh, time restraints with, you know, uh, doing things outside of medicine and so forth. So for you, like, where did music fit in, you know, with regards to um, you're obviously a highly accomplished uh, physician and that took a lot of discipline and dedication to kind of keep that going. Um, how did you find room for music or like, how do you view music in your life? That's a, it's a great question because uh, well, you know, Sook knew me in, in college, obviously, and both of you guys could probably rela relate to this as like a first generation, you know, Indian kid, like, you know, growing up, you know, you had to be one of the, the three D's in my house. You were, you either had to be a doctor, a dentist, or you were going to be a disgrace. <laughs> so like, right, right, you know, unfor yeah. unfortunately, DJ was not one of those D's, D's yeah, right? As yeah. much as like, I wish it was one of those D's. Uh, but music was everything for me growing up. It's the, the thing that I was probably most intrinsically motivated by. Basketball was another one too. Um, that, you know, I think that's, that's another interesting discussion maybe we could have just, you know, why like hip hop and specifically basketball related to, to so many like, you know, they see mm -hmm. at least guys growing up. But, you know, the drums were a huge part of my background. Like, you know, I grew up playing the drums, you know, I, I played in, you know, all sorts of, um, you know, bands in high school. And then um, I really, really got immersed into hip hop though in, uh, in college and Shout out to uh, uh, DJ Contagious and uh, Brett Stark, you know, two, two of the guys in our crew. I hate that and, DJ uh, name. You know I hate that DJ name, right? DJ Contagious? <laughs> but the way it's spelled, I like it, you know, yeah. with the C-O-N-T-E-J. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's what he but, should do. He should spell it out like Fabulous does. Yeah, C-O-N-T-E-J. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, we wound up like throwing a lot of parties in, in, in college. And uh, like at that point, you know, I, I was still a drummer. I was, you know, like uh, our boy Brett used to freestyle and like we'd put on shows and I would like lay down beats and, you know, he would freestyle. But then I, I really got into like the, the lyrical aspect of it, too. And he was my roommate. So he, we would have these like little ciphers going on. And then we started like the first like hip hop club like on campus. And um, I remember Sook would always tell me you would you would pick up like DJing so quickly because, you know, you're a drummer and it's all about just like keeping time and keeping beat. I was like, nah, they just the DJ. You know, I used to like hype for these parties and, you know, just it'd just be like the MC. Um, and then, you know, I kind of got to a crossroads before. Uh, so I did this like combined medical program. Like, it was like an eight year you know medical program. So I was guaranteed a spot into medical school as long as I didn't screw up too bad in uh, in undergrad. I just had to maintain a, a GPA. I didn't have to take like my MCATs or anything like that. 
So I had a guaranteed spot in medical school, even though my heart was in music. Like I, I thought, you know, I wanted to either be a rapper or like, you know, you know, like uh, be a producer or something like that. Even entertained uh, taking a year off. Remember, yeah. you sent some tracks to Salam, yeah. right? Yep, yep. That actually yeah. happened. And, you know, it was like a real crossroads because I, I had potential opportunity to move down to Miami and really chase the dream of, of becoming an artist and this was like you know right when like myspace was like kind of taken off and it, it was like you know before like you know youtube and social media really achieved that that like critical mass but i don't know i guess part of it was just like you know i had these expectations from from my family and it was you know i i grew up like not really having to to struggle for shit like you know my parents gave me everything and i just had this guilt like you know that i i wanted to be able to like pay them back and and the only thing that you know they really you know wanted or that i could really even give them because i could never repay them like financially um was uh to to go down this path of medicine so you can imagine like you know medical school when i started it because like you know long story short I just didn't go through with the dream of, of chasing music and I was just like, all right, you know, like I, uh, I, I need to do this. This is, you know, kind of like an obligation. And uh, it was really, really tough for me in medical school. I did not feel like I belong there at all. But that's really when, you know, music took on like a, a different, you know, role in my life. It was like therapy for me, for sure. And that's when like I, I wound up selling my drum set in medical school because like I you know lived in an apartment like I had nowhere to practice no time and like I, I, I sold my drum set and bought some 1200s with it and I was just like you know what maybe Silk was right maybe maybe I can pick this up and I never thought that I would actually like DJ in front of people I thought this was just going to be a way that I would keep in touch with music and um, you know I bought the Serato and like you know all that stuff and uh and you know, it, it started off as just like I, I um, would DJ like our our formals and you know our like annual like you know medical school like events and you know up in Rochester, it's not like you know being in like New York City or like a, a big saturated city where everybody's a DJ and it's so hard to get gigs. So like you know I was DJing in bars, like I you know I had a few gigs in a, in, a, in a few clubs. I was doing weddings, like and you know that became my outlet to stay in touch with music, even though. You know, I, I thought I like gave up on my dreams of, uh, you know, becoming a, a, an artist. That's kind of how I, I kept in touch with it. And that kind of continued on. And in residency, I would like DJ all our like, you know, OR parties. And, you know, like we were just talking about, um, you know, I would, I would be like the DJ, the OR kind of a thing. And then, you know, that that kind of all lent, lent itself nicely into like the podcasting stuff that that I found myself doing to try to like combine all of these different elements of my personality um, into into the medium of audio and um, I think it's just an amazing time that we're living in now that you can have like a bunch of these different interests like you know if you're like a lawyer that's really into poker you could have like a podcast about that or like a YouTube series or whatever it is or if you're a doctor that's you know like loves hip-hop and sports like you know you can just truly like be yourself and put yourself out there so I'm, I'm excited. Yeah that's a, a really good point um, you know I think even with you having your podcast and just kind of the the fact that you can be a doctor and you can still have a personality right like i think um that has kind of evolved um i think the old school um and i'm sure you get this with patients all the time they think that your entire life is medicine 24 7 right. you don't really have anything else that interests you and uh i think the key word that you just said is you know music was therapy for you i mean mm -hmm. i draw a lot of parallels to like what you said um because right. my experience was extremely similar to yours 
um, and where how music kind of fit into my life. Um, but I think the big part of this, right? So, you know, there's a few different kind of layers to, you know, you had this type of almost cultural responsibility to your parents. Um, and then you also had a passion, but you're also very bright and, you know, you excelled at doing the, you know, type of academic work that's needed in order to be a doctor. And, you know, you must have had some degree of interest in order to pursue it to the level that you've been able to, right? right. Um, but I think the key take home point is that you can do more than one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's okay to be interested in other stuff. It's okay to, you know, to like music, to be a drummer, to produce, you know, to, you know, take out your stress, like, you know, just working on 1200 turntables. Um, and I think that's a big part that, the newer kind of generation of docs that have come out are realizing that right that um it's almost like a necessary component or to be like healthy at practicing medicine and there's obviously discussion of like burnout and that's very big in the medical community right now but these are kind of proactive things to help kind of balance those things out and you know to get to the level of functioning that you're at i mean there had to have been other outlets to allow you to stay on this pathway and be focused and these type of releases and um you know type of uh, outlets that you had i think it's really helpful for people to know that you know you can still kind of find a way to see where you fit in in this entire space i mean everyone nowadays is like zero or 100 on everything right right? right. and um you know i think you know people have multiple talents right and uh you had a different talent and interest that you wanted to uh, pursue as well, and I think that's great that you know doing the podcast and finding other forms of media to express yourself has has been there for you. Hundred percent, man. And yeah, I mean, like b- before we started recording, I was saying that you know you were a legend, and I, I meant that, man, because like you know I, I would hear stories about you like in in college, and that gave me a lot of encouragement when I was kind of going through you know what I was going through, like you know having these like two different diverging paths and like you know trying to figure out how to like reconcile them and like seeing examples and now like you know more than ever you know as people continue to put out their stories like I think that's really important to to be telling our stories and to be you know kind of pursuing all of these different like aspects of our personality for like you know that other kid that's growing up that you know is being told that they have to pursue like a certain thing and that knowing that there there are ways to to do both you know, you can kind of have your cake and eat it too. Mini Mix 2. How they get mala contigo y buena conmigo. Porque conmigo la flecha cupido. Ahora no hay tiempo para ti, es así de sencillo. Ella le gusta estar solo conmigo. Solo le traigo good vibes. Compa le traigo good night. I know how to make it feel right. Baby, quiero tenerte. Toda la noche besarte. Voy a satisfacerte. Que sales a las tres, te paso a buscarle mi maquinón. Quítale la tapa, dale al botón. Tú eres mi diosa, eres mi toda poderosa. Y cuando me besas, yo sé que yo te pongo nerviosa. Sé que necesitas de mi amor. Sé que no te supo dar calor. 
tiempo para ti, fue así de sencillo. Ella le gusta estar solo conmigo. Yo solo le traigo good vibes y con pan le traigo good night. I know how to make it feel right. Póntate pa' que sienta la brisa, yeah. Mientras que mi mano te acaricia, yeah. Uchi tu zapato y tu camisa, yeah. Y yo mato por esa sonrisa, yeah. Hey, baby, baby. Pasamos la noche entera. Te gusta esta vida buena. Hacemos lo que tú quieras, oh yeah. Baby, baby, ven. Pasamos la noche entera. Te gusta esta vida buena. Hacemos lo que tú quieras, oh yeah. Ahora ella es mala contigo y buena conmigo. Porque conmigo la flecha cupido. Ahora no hay tiempo para ti, es así de sencillo. Ella le gusta estar solo conmigo. Solo le traigo good vibes. Mi compa le traigo good night. I know how to make it feel right. Baby, quiero tenerte. Toda la noche besarte. Voy a satisfacerte. She a ride, I met her at King's Plaza We gon' party to the sun up That mean the Bosch men turn up Keep the thing on me case they try to run up You know them broke, looking for a come up
tan white toes and them toy flip flops. Manicures and pedicures, I'm always tip top. When they say I'm not high, all these lies need to stop. Cause I'm icy, wifey, haters wanna fight me. Never been the one get RP up on a whitey. Keep my hands clean, got some hitters moving shicey. Ask me if I'm rolling with some Gucci, bitch, I might be. It's very unlikely, my wrist ain't looking icy. Charging by the minute, cause my time is very pricey. Yeah, I be where the bosses be. Judging for my vibe, you can feel it in my energy. Stacking paper steadily so I can live in luxury. Looking in the mirror, I think God for what I'm about to be. You beefing with my enemy, that's not make you a friend of me. Girl, so weird, stay clear, I'm living drama free. Never living comfortably, got a lot of ghosts to me. My team is trying to eat, so we grind so I'm messing with you. Trying to get a bag of weed, I'm trying to get a bag of weed. Put it in my savings and invest in the right companies. My dream is like a child, and I'm taking all the custody. Obstacles be slowing me, but that buffer molding me. That's my team summer. Couple setbacks, bounce back and recover. The click real small, but we making big moves. And we headed to the top so we can get a better view like. Ever. That's how a hot girl do it. Number one stunner, icy girl with a Cuban. Cash money mama that be dining in Bahamas. Eating fettuccine pasta with the scallops and the lobsters. I don't got no time for these hoes. Speaking on my name like I'm someone that they know. I'm the big cat bitch. Yes, these niggas love me. Is that Gucci on my feet? Shit, pitching my feet. Young money, young money, young money. I'm in the UK. Just touched down in the airport. Track suit, I'm an Air Force. All of my gal, them love me. All the ones that say ugly. She gon' spot me designer. She won't give me the Everything I from London, Bond Street, nothing ever come from China. I mean, Papa, I'm a tag them. My new Benz, it's a mad them. Every day, me a swag them. Louis, they put me back them. See me not to swim in a light beach. And me too black, me not like bleach. Phone no stop ring when I night reach. Even your girl want try peace. I see him, so me do it. So me do it. Hey, yo. Just touched down and out of G5. You know I'm buzzing like a beehive. We still bumping to that C5. Fendi Prince, pop my knee highs. Body good, it's so me mud them. Fears pretty, me a problem. Everything from Paris, Milan, straight off the runway when I grab them. Platinum plaques in my office. Turn that million dollar office. I don't f with the middleman, low ranks. I'ma only meet with the bosses. Swim in a two swim in a like beach. Girl, then want me game and I like teach. Ride the good when my man reach. Now your boyfriend want try peace. I, I see him, him so we do it. So we do it. Just touch down like NASA. Nikki, father. Why are you there at your job? Your girl's giving me a. Redeem your sicky see? Sicky make Nikki see? Me have to represent Brickstan. Panda Bridge and Big Sam. She a boom off my putting on the front seat. Me, she, lead head up feet. Come G's, bun, come V, don't come cheap. Stepping at the club, no punk leave. Just touch round at the hot spot. Have a million at the rock sack. Tell Biggie if he like that. But 
out in music on him WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. Say, I can't want link for the fat. Me say, dog, just match that. Hey, man, I shoot and me never miss any time, girl, want money on the table Let my friend them live life dear too Me a celebrate them a celebrate too Tell them y'all if it's dear too See me not too swim in a light beach And me too black me not like bleach Phone no stop bring when I night reach Even your girl want try peace I see him so me do it So me do it I see him so me do it Listen to Ruckus Avenue Radio on dashradio.com and download the app today. He is Navdeep for Navdeep Music. I am Sukmeet for Sector 13. And you are tuned into the Sound Clinic on Ruckus Avenue Radio. Let's continue with our conversation with Sarish from Medicine Remixed. Why do we got to do both? Why can't we just pursue the creative interest straight up? I think that's a great point, too, because you can. And there are examples of that, too. And, you know, there's two kind of series that, that, that we started on, on Medicine Remixed, um, like an interview series. One is uh, called Documentaries, where it's people, um, you know, within medicine that are doing interesting things like outside of medicine also. And then I just started, we haven't released any of these episodes yet, but it's called Out of Medicine, where I'm interviewing doctors that, you know, at various stages, whether it was in medical school, after medical school, like during residency or after they finished their training, that just left to pursue their passion, which is another super interesting thing. Or, you know, to your point, Sook, yeah, that's definitely an option too, right? To just be like, no, I'm doing me. I'm following that thing inside of me, that that gut feeling of like, this right. is what puts right. me on fire and this is what I want to do. And I think, you know, that that's a conversation that we're not having enough, especially, you know, in these like first generation like households of like, yeah, it's going to be uncomfortable up front to have those conversations with your parents and thinking that, you know, they're going to disown you or like, you know, whatever it is like, you know, that you're afraid of. That is going to be uncomfortable, but it's going to be a lot better than resenting your parents for the rest of your life, you know? Um, and, and, and the fact of the matter is they're going to love you no matter what. And especially like if you wind up succeeding, they're going to be the, the ones like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I was with him the whole time. And they're secretly then they're secretly going to be proud of you. But yeah, it does take a lot of courage. And, you know, a lot of times. You know, I think it's way harder to do that than, you know, a lot of people are like, I don't know how you did like, you know, what you did if you didn't really like want to do it at first. Like, you know, it's it's a really tough course, obviously, to go through medicine and, you know, uh, feeling like, you know, you, you, you didn't belong and this wasn't necessarily what you wanted to do and to keep continuing to go through those hoops. But there's a lot to be said about you know, how much harder it is just to, you know, give that all up and then go after something that's completely, you know, uncertain. I mean, to your point, so yeah, that that is definitely a valid option too. It is. And uh, I think it's going to be a spectrum, right? For some people, it is like, I'm all in on, you know, doing what my creative like aspirations and ambitions are. And then there's, you know, people that are in both. I mean, I'm a practicing physician and I've been into music uh, my whole life. And um, you know, trying to find that balance um, because you're taking a lot of exams. But, you know, when you finally, you know, get to a point where it's your career, I mean, there's 
um, for a lot of people, there's aspects that they really enjoy, uh, you know, doing in medicine. Uh, but it doesn't mean that that's like mm-hmm. the be all end all for it. So I think with a lot of it is finding that balance of where you fit in. So some people, um, you know, I think that the whole kind of part time mentality for a lot of uh, type of uh, physician fields. Uh, that allow it has become more popular because people do want to pursue other uh, independent things, but they still enjoy being doctors. They enjoy enjoy the knowledge. They enjoy like helping people, uh, but they have other things that they want to show of themselves. And um, do they yeah. do they really enjoy it? Or do, they, do they just like? Or do they just like the the stability that comes with having that that nice little paycheck at the end of the month? You know what I mean? Yo, but that all that's part of the whole package, right? Um, like so, for example, on the creative side of things we, we all know this right like it's super fun and it's super exciting but the the kind of uh you know regularity of certain things just doesn't exist things are variable people flake on you projects flake on you like you know so the thoughts are really cool they're very inspiring but the reality of like the day-to-day grind of it can be very very frustrating so you know even for me musically um I had to kind of make that same decision when I finished medical school as well was, you know, should I kind of pursue music more? There were some record labels taking interest in what I was doing and I could have, you know, potentially taken a year off to, you know, try to push that forward more. Um, but one thing that to me was, you know, there on the artist side, the creative side, um, there definitely is not a guarantee of what's going to happen. And that's why, you know, some people want to go all in on it, but other people want to have kind of a stable thing to have in their life at the same time yeah yeah you're kind of hedging your bets right right people go through this all the time right like when they have a startup they won't leave their job right away they'll keep yep. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and then there's some people that believe like the best option is to really just quit your job and just to go all in to make that sure that 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 new venture uh truly succeeds and has all your dedicated time and energy right and that there's different you know um arguments for both sides right some people are like yo like build do a slow build and then you know kind of figure out when you want to kind of you know launch and leave your kind of day-to-day job and there's others that kind of do them both together and there's um so i think that's person to person dependent um on what they want to do but i think the kind of nice point of all of this is that um you know for those who may have like an interest in wanting to do something you know which is the traditional you know kind of route for a lot of immigrant families of you know you should be like a doctor or a dentist and so forth like there are people that are out there that are doing these things and they're still kind of maintaining their identity on the other side of things of what they're creatively doing as well which is really important i will say this uh navdeep and i we've known each other for a really long time family friends right we go way back um but i haven't had kind of like real conversations with you until like maybe over the past decade right because before i was just a little fucking kid right that was around um but i will say that every time that we've hung out and talked the fire in your eyes man you just light up when we talk about music i remember you saying this exactly to me which is that that royalty check that you get for uh your clip uh what's that what was the track that was on the wire legendary story oh yeah yeah that's uh sad song yeah, yeah, right sad which song. is featured yeah, yeah, on a trailer yeah. uh-huh. for what season four of the wire i believe yeah so it's the season four uh like uh trailer um i think like it's hard to find out but it's up on youtube and uh but it's season four uh and it's called like uh the long lead tease like if you were to you know google it or whatever <laughs> Can you 
Nick, your wife, rethink your plans, but think not, but think not. Literally, I remember you saying this, which is that that royalty check that you get from that, that feature is the most rewarding paycheck that you've ever received, even to this day. It is. It is. I mean, just the excitement of you making something and, um, you know, for me, like personally, I really enjoy music to film. Right. Um, so even a lot of my music, a lot of it's like down tempo, but that's just because I always have a visual kind of uh picture in mind even when i'm making stuff or a visual scene um so yeah man i mean i think you know that's the high right that's the high of doing things creatively where you kind of see um something that you created that did not exist before like being recognized and you know obviously if it's recognized on a show that you know is one of your favorite shows or whatever i mean it's super dope you well know that's I mean? why i think so. you guys love the the creative stuff that you guys are doing because when it comes to medicine, it's it's hard to make that your own. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to put your personal stamp on anesthesia or surgery, right? But absolutely, literally, your personality is coming across through uh, a beat that's being made. How you put together this kind of like highly produced or like pseudo produced podcast for like medicine remixed. I don't know if that's the best way to describe it, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, we, we like to say it's like a, a medical mixtape or something like that, you know, like right, yeah, 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 yeah. So, I, I have a question though. Do you think that uh, that we missed the boat a little bit? So, if you grew up in the SoundCloud rapper generation, uh, the YouTube generation, like uh, we are growing up in the podcast generation, I think that's why we're subscribing right. to that. Uh, type of medium but do you think that I because I compare this a lot I compare my entire ball is life it's a real thing so I compare everything to uh, my like like to like the NBA or basketball career and so I always say like yo if I grew up in today's style of play like you know maybe I would have played college ball right right I don't know but do you guys feel the same when it comes to kind of uh uh, music or other kind of creative fields? Yeah, no, I I, I think so. Um, I remember, you know, MySpace when we were in college, like that was that was like the the social network. You know, Facebook really hadn't, you know, it was still just like college kids, and YouTube was kind of just you know kind of coming out. But um, yeah, because of the timing of it, I feel like you know if I was you know, freshman in college, maybe when things like uh, YouTube were really popping or Facebook as it is now or SoundCloud. Yeah, you, you just uh, are able there. There's no middleman because like, you know, back then, yeah, I was trying to get my shit to like, you know, a Salam Remy or like to, to producers, certain gatekeepers to like put me on. But now, like there are no gatekeepers, you know, the Internet is the middleman and it's just direct to consumer. You could be putting out music like, you know, every single day and you know just increasing your your odds increasing your probability that you know one of those songs is going to be a hit or hits the right ears and then that you know that puts you on and that catapults your career and you know quote unquote makes you like an overnight success because you have those at bats that you didn't have 
you know, previously. I don't know if you you, you agree. Navdeep. I do. I 100% agree. Um, you know, the gatekeeper part of it um, is actually what can make or break you, right? And, um, you know, trying to get recognized by the right person. And it's still kind of there in a sense that, you know, even if you put content out, it's still got to get recognized by the right person at the right time. Right. Um, but at least that there isn't like you're getting blocked off before you even finish the project, right? Like you can, uh, you can take time. And I think it's a really good point that you made that you can kind of see what sticks and what doesn't stick. Um, I think that's a big part of it. Like even as an artist, when you're trying to kind of find out where you fit in, um, because in the end, I mean, when you create stuff, um, obviously it's an expression of what you're doing artistically, but you know, there still should be an audience or some type of audience in mind that would want to hear something like that. And you can see what the audience vibes with, what they don't vibe with. So it can kind of be a really nice kind of back and forth relationship with your fans and your audience on what they really connect to. Um, so you can even, you know, enjoy doing that part of it more. So, um, the, I think missing the boat on it, I think that's always going to kind of be anytime you do, you don't go 100% on anything, you're going to be sacrificing, um, you know, one thing for the other, right? So um, I think for a lot of people that have tried to balance like an established career, like, you know, with whatever it is, but they've given up their um, artistic kind of projects. Um, there's always going to be a what if, like, well, what if I had done that? But that what if goes both ways, right? So it's really like what your personality is and you know, what you think in regards to that. But definitely, man, I mean, I think even the times um, back when, you know, I was kind of in training and medical school, um, it was a lot harder to get content out there um, versus now. I mean, you put it out and let the audience decide what they like. And then you get that info and you're like, all right, cool. This is what they like. And, um, you know, not that you're trying to manufacture it, but you can kind of at least get a little bit of guidance on which way to go rather than a label telling you like, well, we want you to make this pop kind of song or like do this, right? Like. You you can find your niche and you can find people that really want to roll with you on it. Yeah, you can definitely find your creative self. It's a lot easier to figure out what that formula is that works for the medium that you choose to partake in. Um, yeah, no, and just as far as like missing the boat though, I mean, this stuff is here at our disposal now and you know, as corny as it might seem, it's it's never too late technically, right? I mean, yeah. you can, you know, start start putting your art out there like now as like, you know, a, a 40 year old man or a 50 year old woman. And you know, you could, you know, technically be the next thing if you have the talent. Because again, you know, the, the gatekeepers have been kind of removed from, from the equation. And now, you know, the audience is all that matters. And if you get it to the right ears, like, yeah, you could be the next big thing now. Absolutely. By the way, that boat reference, missing the boat, that was a fob reference. <laughs> Yo, what? The out there. Yeah, yeah. So me, your parents didn't come over on a boat. Man. My parents didn't come over on a boat. Is that where it uh, comes from? Yeah, no, yeah, it's from I don't know. School, I don't know if like, that's where it comes from, but that's what I meant. Over on a boat. <laughs> but it still gets tied back, right? So. Not, not our parents, but my my dad's brothers did some of them you know what i mean like. yeah you know so but yeah but that's no it's a good point man um you know just uh you know trying to find that balance between the two of them and um it's a it's a great time to um if you have a kind of a creative bug in you and you want to uh put stuff out and um you know see you know what kind of you know resonates with people and 
um, you can find your own level of satisfaction, right? If someone's like, I want to be like the next Kanye, I mean, you know, that's like a much higher kind of bar to try to aspire to. Um, and that doesn't necessarily, you know, have to be what it is, right? Like, um, you know, if you're just finding people just, you know, recognize what you're doing and they like what you're doing and it's equating to success uh, in your book, then, you know, that also is just, you know, can be just as satisfying. So Yeah, no, 100%. I feel like in the times that we're living in now, like what used to be like 15 minutes of fame, everybody, you know, has like, you know, 15 minutes of fame or whatever that, that saying was a five minutes of fame. And now I feel like, you know, everybody at least has the potential to be famous to like 15 people, you know, like, and it, it really does matter about the depth of your following like if you have 15 people that are like really consuming your content every time you put it out or like you know you know spreading your art around and like you know they're willing to like you know buy your stuff when you're putting it out there like that's amazing we've never seen a time like that and so like the depth of your following is a lot bigger than the width of it more important than the width that's dope man that's not what she said. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's how Sameet gets back in on this conversation. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's change. Let's let's change gears, right? Like, um, are you gonna Levar ball this shit? You can change gears with me anytime. Levar, can I switch gears with you for? Because I have a question you here. You can switch gears with me anytime. You see that? <laughs> oh, dude, the Levar ball, man. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, cool. I think we're good, man. We took up an hour of your time. No, man, that was so much fun. I can't believe that was an hour. No, it was great, dude. Yeah. yeah. Yo, actually, before we go. Tell, uh, let's tell the listeners where they can find Medicine Remix and whatever uh, other projects that you're working on. Yeah, so I mean, uh, you could look up Medicine Remix wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on, you know, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, you know, Google Podcasts. Um, you can find us on the various social media platforms at Medicine Remix, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of that. You know, we're pretty new in the game. We're still obviously uh, have a long way to go, but um, I think we have some interesting things uh, coming up in the pipeline. I would love uh, to get DJ Navdeep on for an episode of Documentaries. Uh, I feel like uh, there's a lot of questions I still want to ask you, so uh, I would love that. Anytime, bro. Yeah. I'd love to. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, let's get Dr. Navdeep Niger to quit his job. <laughs> <laughs> then how am I gonna do the? Uh, yeah. Are we gonna bleep that out? Are we gonna bleep that out? <laughs> no, that's what that's what they call him. They call him Niger, Doctor Niger. That's yeah. amazing. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> yeah, the Sukmis goes by Steve Kulsey. You know, so. <laughs> Steve that's amazing. Uh, nah, dude, that's good. Um, listen, uh, one last thing. Um, if you can just do, we want to just do a drop. Um, you probably name your podcast, and you can be like, you know, you, you know, hi, this is blah blah, and uh, you're listening to the Sound Clinic on Ruckus Avenue Radio. Mm-hmm. Um, just so we can kind of incorporate that in. Hey everyone, this is Reesh from the Medicine Remix Podcast. You're listening to the Sound Clinic on Ruckus Avenue Radio. Nice mini mix three. Snapbacks and tattoos, snapbacks and tattoos, nice whips, fly chicks, all that cause cash rules. Snapbacks and tattoos, snapbacks and tattoos, nice whips, fly chicks, all that cause cash rules. Uh, show off your hats, show off your tats, 
Show off your arms, legs, chest, show off your back, snap backs and tattoos, snap backs and tattoos, nice whips, fly chicks, all that is casual. Okay, now snap backs and tattoos, rap fat, I'm that dude, my backpack got cash that, I make it clap like tap shoes, I'm international, y'all fast food, I pass through, fresh to death, you now into swag school, ladies holding kisses, swag of code and sickness, team drinky tatted on them, cause they, they, they so ridiculous, and the mozzie paparazzi. Man, they can't control the pictures new M.O.B. tech screaming money over with my clothes and tats, they all custom though Something that you ain't custom to Don't come ask me for Huxtables Flows like hats, they adjustable This is for my ladies and my fellas Getting gravy with your bodies Marked up like the train back in the 80s I spit through the test Now I'm aching my chest Trying to triple my chest I spit through the rest Blind and mix you a nest Flying and fit you the best From N.Y. to L.A. North Cadillac to Baton Rouge
on the way. Skirt for and pull off in the rain. Stop out the cap. You know you ain't with it, yeah. Stop out the cap. My drum on 50, yeah. Stop out the cap. You know you ain't with it, yeah. Stop out the cap. Say stop out the cap, yeah. For the fashion love, we flexing. Hey, red bottoms and them 50 dollar clothes. You got that whip, but baby, you ain't got no gold. And when you see me, wanna know what I'ma smoke. Huh? So stop all that cash, stop like you with it. Boost a think she running the business. On the ground, she gon' flex for an image. Honda core, but she flexing and fending. Got the nerd, I hate on women who did it. Shane Bougie, she just handle her business. And couple hoes, all these bitches be friendly. Cap me out, since you can't yeah, we finish. Yeah. A hundred dollars in the
The Sound Clinic is over. You've been listening to our conversation with Sarish from Medicine Remixed. Check out his socials at Medicine Remixed and take a listen to his podcast as well. I am Sukmeet for Sector 13. He is Nub Deep for Nub Deep Music. And we're out. Peace. Medicine Remix fam, hope you had as much fun listening to that episode as I had recording it. And if you did, please consider sharing the podcast and writing us a review on iTunes. It would mean the entire world to us and would help us spread the word tremendously. Check out my homies Sukmeet and Navdeep on their weekly show, Sound Clinic. If you liked what you heard today, I'll have them linked up in our show notes. And thank you so much, as always, for supporting us. I promise we have some fresh new episodes of Medicine Remixed coming your way ASAP. We've been quiet for a minute now, but it's because we've been grinding on multiple fronts to keep the podcast alive, so definitely stay tuned. Lots of good shit coming from our studio to your ears on the one and only Medicine Remixed.